Welcome to WMNF's Tuesday Cafe. I'm Sean Canan, and we are raising funds today to support Democracy Now!, to support Tuesday Cafe and all the other news and public affairs shows, and to support WMNF. And our goal this hour is $1,200, so we, we can make it with your help. We're waiting to hear the first donation during Tuesday Cafe right now. And I have a special guest to bring on the air right now. Joining me to ask for your support for Democ- for T- Tuesday Cafe and for WMNF is former WMNF reporter and talk show host, Janelle Irwin. Welcome, Janelle. Hi, I'm back. It is great to see you. Janelle is joining us by Zoom and uh, she's very generously uh, donating her time today to ask for your support. And it's really great to see her. Um, we've had some fun times here at WMNF and our, I know our WMNF listeners really responded to Janelle's reports when she was a reporter with us and also when she was a talk show host. Tell us about, remind people the talk shows that you hosted. Well, uh, back in the day, way, way long ago, I was the host of Last Call, Last Call. which was a 30 minute call-in show. Uh, that was where I kind of cut my teeth. Um, I would love to listen to my very first one because it's probably awful. <laughs> uh, and then later, obviously, the iteration of that became Midpoint. Um, I was on Fridays. Um, and Fridays. then remained on Midpoint Friday. And then what did I name it the last the last I, hurrah? Wasn't was it like, The Scoop? The Scoop, Because we yes. stole that and, name for our podcast. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I'm glad, I'm glad you liked it. You're welcome to it. Anyways, I was kind of, you know, the the host with the spunk, right? Like my whole shtick was getting on and making people laugh and people responded overwhelmingly. I know that my shoes have long since been filled and that's why we're here today because you're not supporting me anymore, but I still support WMNF and that means you should still support WMNF. So give out the number, Sean. (laughs) The number is 813-239-9663. You can also donate on our website, which is WMNF.org. And our website has been totally redesigned. It's way easier to use. It's way more attractive now. And it's just as easy as simple to donate. So you can donate there at WMNF.org. I have to say, Janelle, it's a trip to hear you right now because there's there's ducks quacking and there's birds chirping and stuff in your backyard, I guess. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. So like, we're, we're selling our house. And so we're doing all of this stuff to get it ready to sell. And I have people working in my house and it is very, very loud. So I literally ran around up until the last minute trying to find where I could go that you couldn't hear saws and hammers. So you get ducks instead. Hey. <laughs> but this is my, this is my beautiful, but we're on a, we're on a lovely lake. Nice. I don't know if the listeners can no, see, but no. we can't see unless we make this video public later, but yeah, it's, it is a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful I, idyllic location. Uh, so, but thank you, Janelle, for taking time out to ask to to show ask for people's support for WMNF. Maybe you can uh, talk a little bit about what it was like for you to be a reporter and why WMNF was a, a valuable is a valuable asset in the community when it comes to reporting and to news. So, for those of you who know me, you know that WMNF was my first journalism job, um, like my first full-time journalism job. I, I had done some freelance gigs for other outlets um, before this, and then I, I was a volunteer at WMNF for a while before I was brought on on staff. Um, and it was really kind of this place where you're just transformed. It's not a regular newsroom where there's 
kind of quotas and, you know, an emphasis on clickbait. There are no advertisers to appease. Um, there's no media moguls coming and buying everything out from underneath you. It's just this wonderful kind of utopia where all that matters is reporting what matters to our listeners. And, you know, those were things that were and remain near and dear to my heart. You know, where else are you going to find as close of an emphasis on social justice issues? Right now, for example, with all of the atrocities that we're seeing unfold in Israel, WMNF is a place where you can come and people understand, for the most part, that you can condemn what is happening in Israel, but still want peace and justice for the Palestinian people. The two are not mutually exclusive. WMNF is one of the few places where those voices are welcomed, diverging voices are welcomed, and I learned all of that. In my very early days as a baby reporter at WMNF, lessons that I take with me and continue to hone and grow um, now that I am well into my career that isn't even as a journalist anymore. (laughs) Well, that's the voice of Janelle Irwin. You remember her as a WMNF news reporter and as a talk show host on The Scoop and on Last Call and on Midpoint Friday. When you said you would say you would end each show with Happy Friday. Is that what it was? Happy Friday, which I thought was clever, but apparently everybody says oh, it. Well, we we still think it's clever. So um, we're raising funds today for democracy. For, I keep saying democracy now because we have been raising for democracy now. And before I get too far, maybe I should thank some people who donated at the end of Democracy Now. Anonymous is from Zephyr Hills and contributed $50. John Allen is from Dunedin is joining the Circle of Friends at $12 a month. So thank you for those two donations during Democracy Now. I'm really happy to thank those people. But I also also want to thank people for Tuesday Cafe. So right, what I'm going to do right now is mention a couple of the shows that we've done recently on Tuesday Cafe and then play a little clip to remind people about why this is a valuable show and why we are asking for your support for this show. So give us a call right now, 813-239-9663 or donate at WMNF.org. If you think it's worth supporting, WMNF is worth supporting and if Tuesday Cafe is worth supporting, We've covered New College of Florida and the changes that are happening there under Richard Corcoran, the new president, and under the new board of trustees that was appointed in January by Governor Ron DeSantis. We've actually covered New College a lot on Tuesday Cafe recently. We played a speech by Richard Corcoran when he was dueling with Tampa Bay, Tampa Tiger Bay Club members. We spoke with college faculty about how they're leery of coming to Florida because of changes to higher education in the state, including at New College. We also spoke with a New College of Florida student who was who transferred to a college out of state and with some parents about that and about this next topic that we're going to hear about. I interviewed in August, interviewed Stephen Walker. He's an education reporter at the Sarasota Herald Tribune. And he was reporting at the time how so many, because of the influx of athletes and new students to New College of Florida, that some returning students had to live in hotels. So let's give a quick listen to this part of this interview with Stephen Walker, an education reporter at the Sarasota Herald Tribune that was speaking on Tuesday Cafe. And while you're listening to this, think about if this is the kind of programming that you think is worth supporting. And if it is, donate at WMNF.org or at 813-239-9663. 
Earlier this summer, I believe it was in May, New College of Florida commissioned a report, its first of two reports, on all of the buildings on campus. And that report, you know, was a facilities report examining a lot of different aspects. But one thing it did mention was that the pay dorms, all three of them, were virtually uninhabitable. Uh, Even in the May report, it said that. And when they took that information and they started making arrangements to, you know, facilitate off-campus housing for students. And this was in discussions back in May to June. Um, A lot of it not communicated with students, at least very openly. There was public meetings, but nothing like sent to students. Housing arrangements were changed very consistently with students wondering, not really knowing where they would actually live. Students were being sent into the pay dorms, specifically upperclassmen who were coming back to New College were being assigned to pay dorms when they should have been or were already assigned to upperclassmen dorms of Dort and Goldstein, which are apartment-style dorms that are newer and more recently built. So that's where they were assigned. And because of the influx of athletes and first-year students to New College of Florida, the college made the decision to assign those students to Dort and Goldstein and reassign upperclassmen to pay dorms, despite the report saying that they were like virtually uninhabitable. And then again, another second report just backed up the same claim that the first report said, which was that you can't live in them. And so they've been coordinating with several hotels, one of which is the Home Two Suites, which is about a quarter mile north of campus. That hotel, they have established a contract already that's been approved by the board of trustees. It's about $1.6 million for students to live there. They've also apparently come to an agreement with Hilton right next to it to house students and the Hyatt Regency, which is about four miles south of campus in downtown Sarasota, right on the Bayfront. And it's a four-star hotel. But those contracts haven't emerged. It's unclear, specifically with the Hyatt Regency, how much that's going to cost new college or students. And right now it's not immediately clear what transportation they're offering um, from what I'm getting from a lot of people texting me and sending me updates via email. Nothing I've like reported yet on, you know, a story uh, with the Herald Tribune, but just like things I'm collecting ahead of time now, it doesn't seem like they have a plan right now. Like they want to offer transportation, but there's no transportation plan right now. And specifically, that's an issue for a lot of students who may not have transportation and they're going to be living four miles off campus, which is about an hour and a half walk, a 30 minute bike ride or pretty expensive Ubers every day to school if there's no transportation. So that's the current state is that there's three different hotels. Um, The upperclassmen specifically will be, from my understanding, in the Hyatt Regency. There are first year students who are not athletes in hotels uh, at the Home 2 and Hilton hotels. And then, you know, second years as well are up there. And specifically the on-campus are mostly freshmen and athletes. And that's the current state of things right now as a uh, hotel move-in started on Sunday and the Hyatt Regency specifically, their move-in starts tomorrow morning um, and I will be there. Well, that's Stephen Walker, an education reporter at the Sarasota Herald Tribune. He spoke with us in August about New College of Florida students who are returning students who had to live in hotels because there were so many athletes recruited to that school 
uh, over the summer. And that is a show that we played on Tuesday Cafe, and we had so many more. We'll tell you more about those later on in the show, where we're going to hear a, a few more clips. What we're doing is we're playing some of the, sh the clips from T Tuesday Cafe so that you know what great programming that we bring you and that you say that it's worth supporting. So 813 239-9663 is the number to call in. And we, uh, we, you can also donate at WMNF.org. And joining me on the, by Zoom is Janelle Irwin, and she's going to help ask for funds and to tell you why it's worth, this station is worth supporting. Hi, Janelle. Hey, so that interview is so just striking because you can find out whatever is going on this week with new college, whether it's Richard Corcoran getting on, um, you know, the official gig as the university president um, or, you know, whatever else is happening. But when you read these stories, well, you're getting the crux of the information from places like the Tampa Bay times and others, which nothing against the reporting. It's great but you don't get those voices, right? And that's what WAdminF is. It's a voice for the voiceless. These are the people who are on the ground, they're affected, and they have a place where they can tell your story and you have a place where you can hear that story. That doesn't exist anywhere else in the Tampa Bay region. That exists exclusively on WMNF, but it doesn't exist without your support. And that's why we need you to call now. Sean, yell at me if I get this number wrong because it's been a long time. 813-239-9663. Yes, my memory is intact. Or on WMNF.org so that you can continue to hear from these people, continue to hear these stories and these voices. You're not going to get it anywhere else but WMNF. And Janelle, I have some good news that there was a lot of support at the end of Democracy Now! And so Democracy Now! made its goal today. Let me thank some people who donated. We have Anonymous in Sarasota donated $25 to support Democracy Now! Also Anonymous in St. Pete, $188.04 donation is getting the WMNF long sleeve t-shirt that's hooded. And if you'd like to see that design, it's on WMNF.org. So thank you for that. Also Marie Ann with a hundred dollar contribution from Seminole supporting Democracy Now! this morning. Their other shows, favorite shows are African Safari and Words and Music. Great shows. And also thank you for this $200 contribution that came in from Grable Air, Grable Air and Air Plumbing uh, and says that uh, they like the host of Tuesday Cafe. So I think that's a very sweet donation from Grable. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks to everyone who donated during Democracy Now! That's fantastic. Democracy Now! made its goal today. I think that if you sum it all up from all the days, uh, Democracy Now! missed its goal two days, but I think overall probably exceeded its goal barely. Um, so thank you to supporters of Democracy Now! Now I'm making a special appeal to fans of Tuesday Cafe. And I want to thank Randy Murphy, who just called in from Tampa with a $35 contribution, getting a WMNF window cling, says, keep up the good, good work. So thank you for that first donation. Also, before the drive even began, Melissa, thank you, Melissa, from Riverview, $92.92. Melissa says that I've been a dedicated reporter educating listeners about crucial climate and environmental issues for decades. Thank you. Keep up the good work, WMNF. So that's very nice of you to say, Melissa. And uh, thank you for your donation. So we're part of the way there. We've raised more than $100 now. Our goal this hour is $1,200. So we still have a ways to go. We need your help. Give us a call right now, 813 239 
9663-WMNF.org. We're going to talk about some climate issues later in the show. But uh, so thank you, Melissa, for bringing that up. And we, but we are also, we are just asking for support in general for all of the programming that we bring you on Tuesday Cafe. You know, you hear the word sustainability a lot on these airwaves. And usually it is in the context of climate. <laughs> but we also need sustainability at WMNF. And the best way for us to do that is through our sustaining listeners, our sustaining donors. These are the people who, you know, say, you know what? I love WMNF so much. I support it. I'm going to pay it just like I would a cable bill, you know, just like I would a streaming service. I'm going to have it taken directly out of my checking account every month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month, $100 a month, whatever you can afford, whatever is the right number for you. It's one and done. You don't have to think about it. And it is a way that we know what money is coming in and what we can expect. And there's another sustainability part of this too. It's not just about sustaining the programming that we already have. It's also about growing WMNF for the future. Terrestrial radio is something that not a lot of people are that into these days. Younger generations are turning more towards streaming services and podcasts and things like that. WMNF has to grow with those times. That takes technology. It takes equipment. It takes talent to understand how these things work. And all of that takes money. So call in now so that we can sustain not just the WMNF that you know now, but the WMNF that you will love in the future. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Well, that's the voice of Janelle Irwin, who used to have a talk show, several talk shows on WMNF last call, Midpoint Friday and the scoop. And she is now, and she also used to be a reporter at WMNF. And she's joining me now to help me raise funds for Tuesday Cafe and the other programming here on WMNF. So you can make that donation by going to WMNF.org or by calling 813-239-9663. And one of the great thank you gifts we have to offer this time around is a USB thumb drive that has six hours of unreleased Bob Dylan music and interviews from the Pacifica Radio Archives. That's available for a $100 donation. And we have performances and interviews from Bob with Bob Dylan going all the way back to 1962. These are unreleased. And they go all the way up to at least the year 2000. And what I thought I'd do, Janelle, right now is play a couple, of, about three or four minutes of Bob Dylan, a very short interview, I guess you'd say, and then uh, him playing a song. And the song is the ballad of Emmett Till about the death of Emmett Till. And um, Bob Dylan says, uh, in this song has never appeared on any of Bob Dylan's studio albums. The recording is from 1962. Dylan said the melody is written by folk musician Len Chandler. This recording is from WBAI on the show called Broadside Magazine with host Izzy Young and guests Pete Seeger and Sis Cunningham. This is just a part of what you would hear, if you, part of the six hours that you would get when you get this $100 USB drive, for, including Bob Dylan, with your $100 donation. So let's listen to this and we'll be back to thank people in just a moment. This is Len Chandler's tune. You know, the funny thing about it was that Len, Len is this fellow that plays. You, you met Len. Uh, when he plays and sings, he uses a lot of chords, but he's really good. You know, and he can really get things all kind of, uh, use his fingers all over, but he's good. He's, and uh, he's been always trying to tell me to use more chords. And, and sing a couple songs in, in minor keys. Before I met him, I never sang one song in minor key. And uh, he taught me these chords. 
and uh, he's who's singing the song to these chords. And uh, I, I saw him do the chords, and uh, I stole it from him. And I, he heard me doing it last night. <laughs> singing on WBAI in 1962. WBAI, like WMNF, is a Pacifica affiliate, and uh, they put together uh, archives of all of their Bob Dylan recordings from 1962 through the future, and they put it in a six-hour USB thumb drive, and this is just a tiny sampling. Of course, they have that whole song. I just faded it out there because uh, we want to make sure that you you are have access to the full song when you get the USB drive, and that's available for a donation to WMNF of $100. Let me tell you a little bit more. That was the uh, Broadside Magazine in 1962 with host Izzy Young. And you'll also hear uh, guests Pete Seeger and Sis Cunningham during that interview with Bob Dylan and more Bob Dylan music. In fact, there's an uh, early recording of, blo- recording of Blowing in the Wind. This is all available on a USB thumb drive from Pacifica Radio Archives. It has more than six hours of unreleased Bob Dylan music and interviews. You can get that for a $100 donation when you call your phone bank volunteer at 813-239-9663. Just give them all the information and say that you want to donate $100 to WMNF. And as a thank you gift, you'd like that Bob Dylan USB. You can also donate online at wmnf.org and select that gift from the list of gifts that we have. 
And the best gift of all is keeping community radio on the air. My name is Sean Canan, and I'm the host of Tuesday Cafe, and we need to raise about $1,200 this hour. We're part of the way there, but we still do need your help. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. I'm joined by Zoom with, with Janelle Irwin from her lovely home, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Take it away, Janelle. So I know WMNF people. I know all of you guys very, very well. And I know that music is best when not everybody knows about it. And that's what makes that Bob Dylan USB so amazing. What a great gift for the eclectic music lover in your life, right? We all know that one person who is like, yeah, but have you heard the B-side? <laughs> this is like deep tracks all the way. So that's a, I mean, I, I can think of no better gift for somebody that's like, what the heck do I get you? This is it. And while you're at it, hey, you also are helping keep a community radio station that plays this type of music alive. 813 813- Two three nine nine six six three. You know, it's kind of it's kind of like um, buying a star or like uh, supporting an elephant in Africa or something. Except you're supporting your homegrown radio station again. Eight one three two three nine nine six six three or wmnf.org. Maybe you can do five dollars a month, ten dollars a month. Maybe you had a really great year, um, and you can do you know two hundred fifty dollars a month. Who knows? The sky is the limit, but we've got to reach our goal. Eight one three. Two three nine nine six six three. It would go a long way to our goal if someone made a $1,000 donation right now. And for if you make a $1,000 donation, we can give you a gift. We can give you 10 tickets. You can go to WMNF events throughout the next year. Uh, you can use up to 10 tickets. For example, if you and a friend want to go to Heat Wave and you, you and a friend want to go to this Saturday's Tom Petty concert you can do all that and then you still have six tickets left over to use the rest of the year with your one thousand dollar donation give us a call right now 813-239-9663 or wmnf.org i want to thank anonymous who is donating from tampa with a 31 dollar and 50 cent contribution their comments are it's good to see participation from the new generation so thank you so much for that donation now we need to hear from you Right now, there's we're, we'd like you to go to, your, to the website wmnf.org and say that the information that comes to you from Tuesday Cafe is valuable and that it's worth keeping on the air. 813-239-9663. Some of the other topics that we've talked about um, during during Tuesday Cafe over the last few months, we had a guest on to talk about the Florida Supreme Court deciding the future of abortion access in Florida. We spoke about the vote in Wakulla County about whether to build a gas station above an underground river that feeds into Mayaka Springs. We talked about with the ACLU when they were celebrating the decision by a federal judge blocking parts of a new Florida elections law. And we had two different shows with two different Stetson law professors explaining the tr Donald Trump indictments. They, they were coming fast and furious for a while there. And so we uh, just kept, kept talking about that, that uh, issue. Each time there was a new indictment, we had a professor on to talk about what do these new indictments mean? Well, if those shows and that, those topics are important to you, we need to have that support, your financial support, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. And I'm introducing here also another topic that we had 
one of our other WMNF, former WMNF members of the community, he has, has went to uh, J- Justin Garcia. He went to Creative Loafing, and now he's at the Tampa Bay Times, and he's talking about local police departments and surveillance. In August, I spoke with him about how 13 law enforcement of agencies in Florida, including the Hillsborough Sheriff and Clearwater Police Department, do business with a company called Fusis that allows them to watch video from up to 2,500 private security cameras like Ring in real time if users opt in. So here is just a couple of minutes of my interview on Tuesday Cafe from WMNF with Tampa Bay Times journalist Justin Garcia. And if this is if this sounds like information that you are happy that we are bringing to you. We would like your support, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. This technology is that it keeps communities safer by increasing police oversight in areas where there normally wouldn't necessarily be police oversight. Um, But that's complicated, right? Because without FUSIS, police can go and obtain video footage, right? So say a shooting happens in your neighborhood, and you have a ring doorbell camera and the police are trying to figure out what's going on without the FUSIS technology, they can come and knock on your door and say, hey, do you want to turn over this footage? If you want to, to help them figure out what's going on, then you can turn over turn over your footage, right? However, with FUSIS, it's different because what happens is once the police get an agreement from a private home or a private business, they can then have real-time access to those cameras at kind of any time. So that means if you as a citizen are walking into this business and that business has agreed to allow real-time monitoring of their cameras by the police, you can walk into that business and you can be unaware that you're now under surveillance by the police. Same thing with their outdoor cameras of those businesses or even walking through your neighborhood. If they've made a deal with several people in your neighborhood, which I've heard since this story, they've sent out multiple emails to people that have responded uh, to this story saying, hey, join this program. So this is what the privacy advocates argue. That can turn into a kind of a vast police spying network where these fuses-infused cameras are now kind of monitoring kind of every corner of neighborhoods. And so that's where the kind of conflict between Law enforcement saying it keeps us safer and privacy and civil rights advocates comes in where it's, it's like, how much of our personal privacy do we want to give away for this potential for, for more safety in our neighborhoods? If there is a crime and police would like access to these private cameras, you mentioned they can go to a, a house, for example, and ask for permission. But they also, even if they're denied that, they could get a warrant and get this by, they could convince the courts that this is important enough that they have to access it regardless of whether the homeowner wants them to or not. So it's not like there's no other way for them to get this information. Yeah, and that's traditionally been the method. And that that's also kind of, important for a lot of people because it leaves a paper trail. You got a warrant, you got a piece of paper, you went and talked to these people and you you obtained this footage. With FUSIS, another issue is that once they have access, there's it's really hard to track how often they're tapping in and, and watching that video feed and what they're obtaining from that video feed, what they're keeping. Uh, and that's another contention that civil rights advocates have is this technology has kind of blasted off in the past few years, right? Like it just started spreading in 2019, 2020. 
and within the past few years, it's, it's kind of everywhere across the country. And Florida is actually one of the leading states in the country um, from, from what I've found in implementing this technology. So that, that can be an issue because it's spreading so quickly, right? Like a lot of technology that spreads really quickly and is new, but how do we hold on to the oversight and accountability of how it's being used and how it's being implemented? And in this story, in this case, I found two local agencies that are using it and Clearwater Police Department was pretty transparent and shared documentation with me and sat down for an interview with me and answered some hard questions. Whereas Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, they were very guarded. I kind of had to push and push to get them to even admit that they had a current contract that they could share with me that shared more details about how they're using FUSIS and how many cameras they have access to, which they can, in Hillsborough County, they can gain access of up to a thousand private cameras. And so that raises red flags for me as a reporter, right? And I think for civil rights advocates too is, why be guarded about this if it's such a positive technology that's being used to, to help the community? Why not be transparent? And I think that's the key with technologies like this, and this is kind of the argument being made, is if these technologies are going to be used correctly and to benefit the community, then there has to be transparency. Well, that's Justin Garcia, a Tampa Bay Times reporter, talking about his reporting about how 13 law enforcement agencies in Florida, including Hillsborough Sheriff and Clearwater Police Department, do business with a company called Fusis to allow them to watch video from up to 2,500 private security cameras. And this was an interview that we did in August on Tuesday Cafe. It's a show that we bring you every Tuesday morning at 10 on WMNF. And if programming like this is important to you, if you get information that you can use in your life or information that you want to share with others, uh, you want, if you feel like a better informed citizen and a more informed voter, when you hear shows like Tuesday Cafe coming to you on WMNF, we think that this is a valuable service and we'd like to keep it going in the Tampa Bay area. We can do that when we have listeners who support it with their financial donations. The number to call in to support programming like this is 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. I'm Sean Canan. I'm the host of Tuesday Cafe every Tuesday at 10 on WMNF. And I'm joined by Janelle Irwin, who is a former talk show host at WMNF. And Janelle, uh, what would you? How would you s- tell our listeners to to uh, s- why why should we support programs like this? You're listening for a reason. If you're listening, you clearly value what it is that you're hearing. Whether it's programs like this, um, like the interview that you just heard with Justin Garcia, highlighting what is really a significant privacy concern that people will want to know about, even if they don't necessarily find it egregious themselves. Um, You know, and there's so much more like that, not just on this show, but on so many of the news and public affairs programming that you hear on on these airwaves every single week. Um, And then, of course, the music. Like, where else can you go and get hard-hitting news, interviews with the voices that matter, the voices that you often don't hear? And then an hour later, you're listening to some really killer tunes, right? So that's it. This is it. It's your one-stop shop. You pay for Netflix, you pay for Amazon, you pay for your cell phone bill, you pay for all these things that you use every single day. Why wouldn't you pay for a WMNF? 813-239-9663 for your donation, whether it's a one-time donation of $100, pick yourself up some nice WMNF swag, 
or a sustaining membership at $5 a month or $10 a month. Maybe you want to add a couple of dollars a month to your existing sustaining membership. The number to call is 813-239-9663 or drop us a little something on WMNF.org. Hey, good news, Janelle. We just got another donation. This one from Anonymous and Anonymous is in St. Petersburg, $105 contribution. And Anonymous is going to get that Bob Dylan Pacifica USB. We heard a few minutes of it earlier, a little bit of music from Bob and a little bit of talking about what the song means about about Emmett Till. And so thank you so much for that donation. And Anonymous is going to enjoy that Bob Dylan Pacifica USB. And as Janelle mentioned, that would be a perfect thank you, a perfect gift, a holiday gift, a Halloween gift, a Christmas gift, whatever it is, to, to give somebody this Bob Dylan USB thumb drive from Pacifica Radio Archives that has more than six hours of unreleased Bob Dylan music and interviews that was only heard on Pacifica Radio Network like W stations like WBAI all the way back to 1962. So you can get that with your donation of $100 by calling 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Do it now. <laughs> what else is there to say? Do it now. If you're waiting until the end of the show, don't. It might be too late. If you're waiting for another day to see what your friends and your peers are going to do, don't because they might be doing the same thing. Sometimes it just takes one person to start a trend and maybe that person is you. Maybe you're a hero who can come through and kick in $1,000. It's been a great year for you. It, you really support WMNF and you can do that. Be the hero. 813 239 9663. But don't discredit those of us who look at it and they're like, gosh, you know, I, I'm really struggling with the cost of groceries these days because a lot of us are. The cost of housing is on the rise. We get it. It's hard right now. If you're not a $1,000 contribution kind of person, that's fine. Sacrifice a cup of coffee and do $5 a month. It all helps. It all keeps these programs. It keeps people like Sean and the people that he interviews on the air, and it keeps you informed. 813-239-9663. You can also donate at WMNF.org. I'm going to mention a couple of more thank you gifts before we hear some more quality uh, past interviews from, from Tuesday Cafe. For a $100 donation to Community Radio, we will give you a pair of tickets to see the band Tennis at Janice Live in St. Petersburg on November 5th. We only have one pair of tickets left, and they are at Will Call, and they will be available at Will Call for the great indie band Tennis. These are very popular, but we still ha we saved one pair of tickets for uh, to give away today if you're uh, if you're interested. But you only the first person who wants them is going to be able to get them because we only have one pair of tickets for a $100 donation. You can see the band Tennis at Janice Live in St. Pete. Also, if you're a fan of Rage Against the Machine, and I know that Janelle is, that you can go see a tribute to Rage Against the Machine. The band is called Know Your Enemy. They'll be playing at Crowbar in Ybor City on December 3rd. We only have one pair of tickets available. They'll be available at Will Call. And that's just for a $45 don donation to WMNF. So the first pe people who want that ticket or the, the tennis, once they're gone, they're gone. So you have to call now, 813-239-9663. You can also get them at WMNF. Org. Well, let's go back and hear a little bit more of content of the interviews that we've done during Tuesday Cafe in the last few months since our last fun drive. 
I've spoken to a lot of people about climate disruption, about all the changes in climate, all the records that have been broken this summer. We talked about climate and energy policies under Governor Ron DeSantis. That was one show. We also spoke about Hurricane Idalia right before it hit. And we we, uh, brought the news to our listeners that it might not directly hit Tampa Bay, but we were expecting surge and rain. And we sure got that, especially in Pinellas. And we talked about the hot tub water temperatures in the Florida Keys that were already leading to severe coral bleaching in June. That uh, news just got worse and worse over the summer. And there's been some some massive die-offs of coral in the Florida Keys. Very tragic story there. And we spoke about the record heat in Florida and elsewhere as early as June. And two of our guests were Channel 8 meteorologist Jeff Berardelli and a scientist at the Woodall Climate Center Research Center in Massachusetts named Jennifer Francis. Her research is, is on the rapidly changing Arctic and how changes there affect the rest of the globe. So let's hear a few minutes of my interview with F- Jennifer Francis, and we'll first hear from Jeff Berardelli, Channel 8 meteorologist. This is WMNF Tampa. You can make a contribution at WMNF.org or at, by calling 813-239-9663. First of all, ocean temperatures are at at record levels and global oceans are, you know, from 60 north all the way down south, but mostly to the north of the equator are really, really hot right now. In fact, I mean, even running the numbers, we've had scientists running the numbers on these and it's, you know, the chances of this happening in a climate that hasn't been warmed by humans are almost infinitesimally small. It, It just simply couldn't happen without uh, climate change. Climate change has warmed the oceans by around two degrees Fahrenheit or so. So Leon is talking about several things. He's talking about what's going on in the North Atlantic Ocean, uh, but that is also happening in the Pacific. Part of that is El Nino. And uh, also he's talking about Antarctic sea ice, which is just not recovering the way that it should during this time of year. And it's it, the anomaly there is, I'd say, as shocking or almost as shocking as what's happening in the global oceans right now in terms of temperature. So yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff's happening right now, which I think is alarming a lot of people. I think it is even astonishing to meteorologists and climate scientists, but I don't, I won't say it's surprising. We were expecting the unexpected, right? We were expecting surprises to happen. And I will say, I wrote a really long article for WFLA um, recently, and you can easily look it up about the ocean temperatures. There's a lot of things going on, right? El Nino warms the tropical Pacific Ocean. Jennifer talked about a heat blob, which is, you know, in between Hawaii and, and Alaska. Then there's also the main development region of the Atlantic Ocean, which the reason why it's warm is the trade winds are a little weaker and High pressure across the Atlantic has weakened a little bit, and there's less Saharan dust. And so that area, the surface has warmed up a lot. That's at least partially the reason. And then as far as what's going on off Ireland and, and the UK, that is a localized you know, heat wave. It's, it's actually pretty large, though. Uh, and like she said, it's, it's off the charts. Um, it's a, like a Category 4 to Category 5. There's just a lot of things lining up on top of each other. It's not the point that I'm making is it's not just climate change. And actually, Jennifer, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about, you know, this injection of water vapor into the stratosphere due to the Hunga Tonga volcano. It does seem like uh, that the uh, water vapor is still up there and that a lot of people are surmising that at least that's that's one of the reasons for the warming. I know Leon would ask also about the decrease in sulfur dioxide due to shipping 
over the past couple of years. So I'll just, what are your thoughts on all this? Yes, well, I think water vapor is um, one of the aspects of climate change that doesn't get anywhere near as much attention as it should. Um, about a year and a half ago, I wrote an article for Scientific American going into some of the impacts of the increased water vapor in the atmosphere. But that was before the big volcano that injected a bunch of water vapor very, very high up into the atmosphere. So um, I think most of that water vapor is still confined mainly to the southern hemisphere because that's where the volcano is. It was in Tonga, which is south of the equator. Um, and when you have water vapor very high in the atmosphere like that, um, water vapor is a greenhouse gas like carbon dioxide, like methane. And when it's very high in the atmosphere, though, I mean, we usually think of greenhouse gases trapping heat at the surface. But when it's really high in the atmosphere, it actually loses more energy to outer space. And so what we see is a cooling of the stratosphere, which is uh, the layer of the atmosphere above where most of the weather happens. It's up where the ozone is. You've heard of the ozone hole. So having that water vapor injected up there is, is likely to um, make the ozone hole a little worse um, for the next couple of years, because when it's very cold up in the stratosphere, we tend to see um, less ozone up there. So, um, I don't think it's going to have a big impact on the surface temperature because it is so high in the atmosphere. But that said, um, over the last few decades, we've seen the amount of water vapor in the lower atmosphere increasing as well. And that's because, of course, we're warming the air, we're warming the ocean, and there's more evaporation from the ocean and from land into the air. And as I said, that water vapor is a greenhouse gas, and so it is acting to trap even more heat in the lower atmosphere. So that's one of these positive feedback loops, the vicious cycles that we talk about um, occurring in the climate system. Um, and there's a bunch of those. This is a really important one, though. And that water vapor not only increases the amount of heat trapped by greenhouse gases in general, but it also is fuel for storms. It's fuel for hurricanes, it's fuel for all kinds of storms. And so it's contributing to the rapid intensification of hurricanes that we're seeing happening more often. But it's also it also means that those storms can tap into even more moisture in the atmosphere. So we're seeing a very um, definite uptick in the frequency of heavy precipitation events. And this is directly connected to that increased water vapor, which is directly connected to our human activities that's increasing the, the temperature of the air and the oceans. Well, that is Jennifer Francis. She's a senior scientist at Woodwell Climate Research Center in Massachusetts. Her research is on the rapidly changing Arctic and how changes there affect the rest of the globe. Before her, we heard Jeff Berardelli, the Channel 8 meteorologist. They were both speaking in June on WMNF's Tuesday Cafe about the record-breaking heat in Florida and elsewhere and all the other uh, factors that are being impacted by climate disruption. One of the topics that we come back to again and again on Tuesday Cafe because we think that our listeners feel that this is an important topic. And if you agree, we really are looking for financial support for this show and for this station. We have not reached our goal yet this hour. We have a goal of $1,200. We still have quite a ways to go, but we can get there with your help. I see that a couple of phone lines are lit. I hope that those are donations. You can light the phone lines as well by calling 813 813- 
239-9663. You can also donate on the web at WMNF.org. And when you donate, we often have a thank you gift that we can offer to you with your the gift of your donation. Joining me now by Zoom is Janelle Irwin, and she is asking for your support for WMNF and Tuesday Cafe as well. Hi, Janelle. Hi. So rhetorical question, because A, the answer is obvious, and B, we can't hear you. Who likes beer? Right? Like, who doesn't like beer would probably be the better question. We have, for a $50 donation, you will get a $25 gift card to Florida Avenue Brewing, which has fantastic brews. I mean, I, if you've ever had a beer with me, you know that I like my beer to resemble, resemble motor oil. Um, so, you know, the, this place has it all uh, based on the time of year that it rotates. But I mean, you can you can have your pick. If there is a beer that is your favorite, they probably have it. Um, and and what better way, you know, a $50 contribution and you get $25 worth of free beer, basically. That's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. 813-239-9663. And the real big bonus is that you get to drink beer knowing that you supported your favorite little tiny community radio station, WMNF. You can also donate online at WMNF.org to take advantage of this wonderful gift, $50 for a $25 gift card to Florida Avenue Brewing. Well, that's great. I think that there's going to be somebody out there who can take advantage of this uh, of this offer that we have and, and wants to donate $50 to WMNF and wants to uh, have a $25 gift card to Florida Avenue Brewing. So thanks to Florida Avenue Brewing for donating that gift card. And also thank you in advance for donating to WMNF to help keep this radio station going. 813-239-9663. Of course, we still have those tennis tickets available if you'd like to make a contribution of $100. We still have tickets to the Know Your Enemy, our tribute to Rage Against the Machine. That's for a $45 donation. And we still have this Bob Dylan USB thumb drive from Pacifica Radio Archives with more than six hours of unreleased Bob Dylan music and interviews from WBAI and other Pacifica stations. Your phone bank volunteers will have the details on all of these gifts. So please give them a call at 813-239-9663 or you can donate at WMNF.org. Tuesday Cafe has not reached its goal. We have about five minutes to go in the show and we need to hear from you in order to do that. We would be really helped along with a gigantic gift. If you can make a gift of $500, that would be very helpful or maybe $1,000. The number to call is 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. So, okay, when I when I worked there, right, I loved fun drives. Most people are like, oh, God, it's fun drive. Listeners, sometimes they tune out. But I loved it because it was an opportunity to hear not just the voices of the community that listens to us, but hear with people voting with their wallets about what these shows and this radio station means to them. And it made me feel validated that all of the work that I did, and then as a volunteer, the work that I did for free, that people appreciated that and meant a lot. And now Sean is here with this show and he needs that support right now. He's looking a little sad. So we're going to need to, we're going to need to give him a boost. He's literally crying. Come on guys. You're making Sean cry. 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Nobody's actually crying. This is a positive program. We love everybody and we appreciate every single cent that comes our way, but we do need you to step up here in these last couple of minutes. 813-239-9663. Do not let this opportunity pass you by. Now is the time. 
813-239-9663. Our phone answerers want to take your call. Well, I have some good news. Uh, I guess uh, the fake report of my crying, the fake news about my crying has uh, maybe translated into some donations. Um, Chances are these were people who are calling in already. But uh, thank you so much to Cecilia Beamish from Bartow. Great donation. Thank you so much for that contribution of $105. Thank you for that. Also, Terrence in Bradenton. Uh, thank you for your great donation of $63. And uh, thank you for, for those donations. We really appreciate all the support that we're getting so far. Again, we're not there yet. We do need to raise some funds still. Uh, maybe if somebody can take that USB drive that has all that Bob Dylan information on it, the music and the interviews, that would go a long way. Or any of the tickets that we're offering any of the tickets to WMNF shows, or if you want 10 tickets to WMNF shows for the for this year that you can use anytime, you could use Summit Heatwave, etc. That's $1,000 for an event passport, which is 10 tickets to WMNF events to use over the next year. Give us a call right now, 813-239-9663. We are in the last two or three minutes, so um, it's now is the time for you to call in. Janelle is going to ask for your support one more time and then I'll come back and and we just are really looking forward to hearing and thanking the last few people. We got a flurry of support at the end of Democracy Now! Let's do that again during Tuesday Cafe. Let's see the the people who who are waiting to the very last minute to to give us uh, kind of heart attacks over here when we're we're doing this. We'll come through right now at the end of the show 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. You know, you may not hear my voice on these airwaves quite as much anymore, um, but rest assured, I am here. I'm behind the scenes supporting WMNF as I always have. Um, I answer text messages from Sean sometimes at strange hours. Um, Sometimes they're related to sports and sometimes they're related to professional questions. But regardless, I am here and I remain here. And this WMNF gave me my start. It is my happy place. It is so important to me. And I hope that it is anywhere near as important to you. And if it is, we need you to call right now. 813-239-9663 or online at WMNF.org if that's easier. If you're in your car and you can't do it right this second, it's still there. Just click from the little scroll down and select this show or whatever show it is that you want to support, WMNF.org or 813-239-9663. Do not wait. Well, Janelle, I want to thank you so much for donating an hour of your time uh, and your busy schedule. And it's been a joy to be pitching with you. Thanks so much for pitching your heart out and for for joining us and our, our, our WMNF community. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. It was, it was a joy. So thanks so much to Janelle Irwin. And you can tell us how much you appreciate having Janelle come on the show today with your donation to Tuesday Cafe. Call in now, 813-239-9663. This has been WMNF's Tuesday Cafe on WMNF Tampa. I'm Sean Canan. I'm the host. We haven't made our goal yet, but we can do that with your help. Call now, 813-239-9663 or WMNF.org. Stay tuned for Wavemakers and then for Alternative Radio on WMNF Tampa. Here's the NPR News. You donate at WMNF.org.